Welcome back, everyone. This is the Author Revolution Podcast, and I am your host, Carissa Andrews. I want to thank you so much for being here today. It's the very first episode of 2020, and I know you have plenty of other podcasts and content vying for your time and attention. The fact that you chose to spend some of that time with me means the world. I am very excited about today's episode. So today, we're going to be discussing the best way to make our dreams happen as we enter this new year and new decade. Now, I know you probably have New Year's resolutions locked and loaded with all of the best of intentions. Am I right? However, even our best laid plans can be derailed at times, especially if we aren't focused enough on the bigger picture. Now, I've been really thinking about the best way to make progress toward our big dream goals. And this year, it's become painfully obvious to me that if we don't focus enough on the systems we use to get things done, our goals are nothing more than pipe dreams. So when I asked the question, which is better for getting stuff done, goals or processes, the question was actually kind of loaded. In my personal experience, goals are great for setting expectations. But unless you put your focus into the process you're going to use to accomplish that goal, how are you ever going to reach it? How will you ever know if you're successful? How can you possibly see if you're even on the right track? This is especially true when we have a lot of moving parts, like I typically do with my big dream goals. Because I'm a multi-passionate entrepreneur, I have a lot of different plates all spinning at the same time. I don't just write. I don't just design. I don't just teach. I don't just publish. I don't just do social. I'm not just a podcaster. Do you see what I'm saying? Because of this, I have to have a system locked down so I can create healthy habits that fuel me, keep me on track, and compound the efforts that I'm making so that they inch me toward my goals. So one of my own personal downfalls, and something that I've noticed in my own day-to-day grind as I turn a critical eye, I guess, on how I've been operating this year, is that I will automatically gravitate toward easy tasks, well, easy to me anyway, that I know need to be done, but I'm very comfortable with. So redesign my online school and move it over from Teachable to Kajabi? Check. (laughs) Add a new email integration? Check. Redesign a book cover? Check, check, check. (laughs) Redesign my author website? Also check. Now, while it might seem like I'm being super productive, I found I'm actually avoiding some of the harder things that will technically push the needle forward in my business and for my author goals. So have you ever found yourself doing this sort of thing? For 2020, what I'm going to be doing this year is taking an intense critical view of what my goals are for the year and the actual tasks that will make those dreams happen. So to be clear with all of you, because you're my tribe after all, I have three main goals. That's it. So here they are. The first one is launch the Windhaven Witches series and in specific, Secret Legacy so that it can go to New York Times and hopefully USA Today bestseller lists. Now that's a big goal for me and I don't know if I'm going to make it. I have no idea if I'm going to be able to pull that one off and I'm going to reach for New York Times and that way, hopefully I'll still at least land in USA Today, right? I mean, why not reach for the stars and see what happens. Number two is getting my profitable author mindset and indie publishing fundamentals courses running with webinars and Facebook ads. And the reason for that is it's my foundation for the Author Revolution Academy business. They're out there, they're ready, 
I've done the work. So now it's my time to, (laughs) you know, it's not just a concept of, you know, build it and people will come. It's not field of dreams after all. So I have to now do the legwork for the selling side of things. And while I am not overly comfortable with the selling side, it's something that I need to accomplish and move past so that I can be successful with this coming year. Because number three then is to launch my flagship course with some detailed systems that I'm putting into place for not only myself, but for all of you, which is obviously Rapid Release Roadmap. Now, while they might seem super simple when I say it like that, just three goals, right? Three big things. Being able to discern what things are actually going to push that needle forward versus being busy work that feels comfortable is still a challenge, especially when there are other distractions always in play. So for instance, I got my first ever BookBub deal this month. Go figure, right? Yay! But I have been trying to get a BookBub deal for my first book, Pandamus, all year in 2019. I kid you not. Back in 2018, I had reached out to the BookBub gods and asked what I could do to increase my odds. And they wanted me to put the series wide and keep trying. Basically, that's what they said. So I did that. And because of it, my sales have tanked all year on this series, partially because I didn't put much effort into their ad spend, thanks to Playing With Fire, which was my box set that we were trying to hit USA Today with this year. The majority of my advertising dollars had to go towards that because it was a bigger goal. So at least I did stay focused on that part of it. But the other part of it, I guess, is I don't have a big enough wide audience for the genre I write right now. And hopefully in the future, that'll change. So I had pretty much resigned myself to pulling Pandamas from being wide and putting all back into KU, Kindle Unlimited. But I figured I'd try one last time. One last time to get the deal. So this year on Christmas Eve, no less, I got my very first yes. And now Pandamas will be featured in the teen and YA category on January 21st, which I'll have you know, is also our Husky Puppies, Aztec and Pharaoh's first birthday. So Talk about a double whammy good sign, right? We got Christmas Eve and my dog's birthdays. Go figure. So thank you, BookBub gods. However, (laughs) while all this sounds great, when I look back at my 2020 major goals, does it technically feed into those three goals? Well, not really, but it does feed into the underlying goal of earning a living wage as an author, which is obviously into play in the whole point of wanting to be a bestseller in the first place. I'm wanting to get my name out there, get my books out there. There's always that underlying foundational goal that isn't just a yearly goal. You know what I mean? Now, I could totally allow myself to fall down the rabbit hole with the tasks I could be doing. Newsletter swaps, promo stacks, social media posts, new images. The tasks really are endless. But at the end of the day, it means anything I do for this now will be removing away my time for one of the three major tasks. Secret Legacy is only half complete because of this, not because of Pandamus being a bookbub deal, but because I have allowed smaller things to kind of get in my way. And I need to drop into my writer's cave and not come up for air until it's finished. Otherwise, I'm allowing myself to get too comfortable in not doing the work. And what happens then? my goals will fall through and my process has failed me. So going back to this goals versus process question, I want you to think about this question. 
if you set a goal without having a process in place to make that goal become a reality, will you still accomplish it? Let me repeat that. If you set a goal without having a process in place to make that goal become a reality, will you still accomplish it? So on the flip side, here's another question. Let's say you work on a system without having a real goal in mind. Would you still accomplish that original goal? Hmm. Now, while a goal without a function will likely fail, in my personal opinion, a system in place without a goal in mind will always reach a destination and maybe even a more awesome one than you could have dreamed up for yourself. This is why a process is really super important and it is the foundation of any successful entrepreneur, any successful author, and it's something that you want to really be looking at and turning your own spotlight on for this year. However, I have a caveat. When combined together, a goal and a process, you will now have just made yourself unstoppable. You have a combination of intention with action, and that, my friends, is where the magic happens. So for me, I have a few systems put in place to guide me towards my end result of hitting those goals, but I had to backwards engineer what I needed in order to create the momentum and create the daily habits and to do the things I need to do in order to hit those goals. So this way I can stay focused and I can reach all three of those. So the five systems I'm implementing for 2020 are the following. Number one, a full focus planner. I was first introduced to Free to Focus, which is a book by Michael Hyatt, when I was listening to Amy Porterfield's podcast. At the time, I didn't think much of it because I was already doing pretty good with keeping the plates spinning. However, as the year went on, the more haggard I felt, and I realized that I was doing too much with too little reward, meaning I had become all work and no play, and I was burning myself out like big time. Now, while you might think that being super busy is a good thing, it's really not. It means never having any time for yourself, never feeling like you can make time either. And this year, I want things to be different. So I'm going to build the life I want to live and make my work fit around that. So I have listened to Michael's book, Free to Focus, on audiobook, and I have recently ordered a full focus planner so that I can get my mind clear and my goals accomplished. So that's a system I'm implementing for 2020. Now, the next one, number two, is Asana. And Asana plays a big role not only in my business side of things, but it also plays a big role in how I handle the whole entire aspect of rapid releasing the Windhaven Witches project, because I can keep track of many moving pieces and make sure I'm not missing anything. For those of you who don't know, Asana is a project management tool. And I first heard about it from my friend, Allie Bjork. And she was talking about how she uses it in her business in order to stay organized. And so When I was reaching my breaking point this year with all the different items I was working on, I realized I needed a project management tool that could do some of the heavy lifting for me. And so I did a little research and I decided to trial Asana out. And I have to say, I am in love. I absolutely adore this product. I've gone through and created full processes for editorial calendars, writing, publishing, marketing, not to mention my nonprofit, the Lakes Area Writers Alliance also has all their yearly to-dos on there. I've put my mentees and their task lists in there, my subcontractors, and I even have my kids set up thanks to my husband 
to have all of their chores running through Asana. I kid you not, my husband got excited about it and he set the whole thing up so that all of the kids' chores, all five kids, they have their lists and their tasks that go on a repeating basis and they know what day they have to do what. It's amazing. And it's become a tool I will definitely lean more and more on as the year progresses and I will likely integrate even more stuff as new things kind of come in and I'm working on things that I go, okay, I need to keep track of all of this stuff. As a side note, learning how to use this tool for your publishing business is an integral part of my upcoming rapid release roadmap online course. So if you want to know what it would look like when using this product management tool for an author, definitely stay tuned because I've got you. I've got you covered. Okay, so number three for me is content batching. Another big win from Amy Porterfield. I took her online course this year called List Builder Society. And I can say that while I've heard of batching before, in fact, I even heard about batching kind of, she didn't call it that, but Rebecca Hamilton, my fiction mentor, she was mentioning it a long time ago back on Facebook. And I, I remember thinking, that's a really good idea. But she did it more in a concept of daily batching, like making sure your day is batched and you have, you're doing similar tasks all day long. Where in this concept, it's actually more about content batching. So I'm going to be using content batching because there are certain things about my business that I just can't spend a whole day. And that's all I do all day because it just, my life doesn't work like that. So at first, like I said, I wasn't sure how I'd use it, the content batching in my business. So in order to make, in my opinion, incremental progress on a book, for example, I need my daily writing habit to be up and running. A daily writing habit is crucial because it keeps your brain focused. It keeps the content fresh. You don't have to go back on yourself and try to remember everything you had written the the last time. So it makes it a lot easier. However, I have found that batching smaller projects like my podcast scripts and recording them, for example, is extremely useful. I've also started batching my client work when I have similar tasks that can all be done in one day or one sitting. Obviously, it's not just one client, but it's the same type of task. So my brain's already into it. It knows what's going on. And this has sped up my processes and allowed me more time on other days to focus on those bigger projects rather than having them broken up with smaller tasks like, oh, I need to do some social media now for XYZ. So I will definitely be looking into more ways to implement batching into my daily routine going forward. Okay, so number four, this one is for all of you authors out there who are listening and wanting to know the best way to be able to handle kind of the marketing side of things. The number four system or process that I'm implementing is putting more stock into story origin. Now, I've been around the newsletter and promo swap block for the past four years. And I've used Prolific Works, previously InstaFreebie, BookFunnel, and others. And I was one of the lucky authors who were originally tapped very early on by Evan Gao to try out his new site called Story Origin. And this is obviously a few years now. And I can say, as he continues to make improvements on this site, it has grown into a powerhouse for authors. You can send out ARC copies, you can get reviews, do newsletter swaps, group promos, universal book links, all of it straight from this single site. Not to mention, you can also add Facebook pixels and Amazon affiliate tags. I mean, it's an incredible piece of kit, and it's one that I believe every author needs to be working with. It's something that you can implement in so many different ways, just depending on what 
area of the the book world you really need. So I definitely recommend checking it out if you haven't or utilizing it a little bit more like I'm going to be. I have, over the past year, split my focus between the three, the big three. So in my mind, the big three, (laughs) prolific works, book funnel, and story origin. But now I'm going to be putting a little more focus into story origin this year and really trying to see what it can do for me. In fact, I appreciate all the work that this site does. And I'm sharing this info because I truly utilize it myself and I can see myself relying on the way that it's used even more in the coming year. And for those of you wondering, no, I am not an affiliate. I just love this site and the way it streamlines my author business. Although Evan, if you hear this, I'll be coming for you. I'm going to ask you if you have affiliate setups at all. (laughs) All right. Number five is Gantt charts. This one might seem a little weird for those of you who are authors and maybe haven't heard of them before, but one of the things that I really love, I'm a visual person. And so there are a lot of deadlines when you're an author. And while you can use this function in Asana, if you're a paid subscriber, you can also create your own, like with Excel, for example, or you can use other freebie programs uh, you can find on the internet to track projects over the course of a year in a very visual way. And while I use Asana for this, I wanted to mention that I rely heavily on it so that I can visualize the amount of time a project will take because I'm a visual person and, you know, hence being a graphic designer, I suppose. But there are a lot of dates that will overlap, especially if you are going to be rapid releasing a series of books. So if you're ending one book and you're starting the next book, where does that overlap? And knowing how much time needs to overlap and how you're going to get those projects going at the same time. So if you're like me and someone who needs a visual map to see your process, you might just want to look into Gantt charts as well. Or just check out Asana and it does both. Okay, obviously getting my process in place so I can reach those goals is crucial because I have really big dreams to hit this year. I'm not going to lie. I mean, New York Times bestselling author and getting my courses up and running so that they are doing what they should be doing. Those are big deals, right? So I want to make big waves with my author career and my author coaching career. And I know I have a lot to offer this world in terms of what I know and what I can help others achieve and the stories that I want to get out into this world. So while Rapid Release Roadmap will have these detailed systems for how to write and rapid release a series of books, the process itself is the same for any single book. You're just not going to have to juggle the overlap that may come from having multiple books all going at the same time. Although you might, if you have more than one book, and you're writing a new book. Now, let's say you want to be writing that book and getting it ready to market, but you, you also want to be promoting that backlist, right? Those are things that we'll cover in Rapid Release Roadmap. So if you're looking to make 2020 a big year for your author career as well, I encourage you to do two things. Number one, subscribe to this podcast. I will be laying out a lot of the foundations I'll be teaching in the Rapid Release Roadmap course, so you can get a first glimpse into what I'll be teaching. And then second, head over to authorrevolution.org and sign up to be on the waiting list for Rapid Release Roadmap. It'll be coming out in spring, and I want you to be the first to know when it's ready. All right, guys, that wraps up our talk on goals and processes. If you have any insights on how you feel about them, reach out on our Author Revolution Facebook page or our Facebook group. You can also leave a review for me right here on the podcast. And don't forget, that if you want to go over show notes, find clickable links to anything we talked about today, or reach out to me online, you can also go to authorrevolution.org 
forward slash 10. Next week, I want to talk about mindset and what it has to do with writing and publishing. It should be an interesting talk. One of the things that I love the most is brain work. I grew up with a brother who had a brain tumor. And so for me, understanding how the mind works and getting mindset locked and loaded is really important. And it's something that I have found to be a critical uh, step forward for any of the things that I'm trying to accomplish. And so I'm looking forward to having that chat. All right, guys. So until next time, go forth and be awesome.